0: If they really want it enough, they can make it work. But I just think that if you really want to, you just have to reverse and do a lot of work with yourself.
1: What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the Funky Brain Podcast. My name is Dennis Berry, and this is my funky brain. And I'm super excited today to have Miss Lynn Padetti on the podcast with me today. And she is joining us from Sydney, Australia. Hey! And... <laughs> She's so bubbly, and that's why I asked if she wanted to be on the show, because she is more bubbly than I am.
0: Right? Uh, no, we're on par, I think. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right? So yeah, Lynn, tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: Yeah, so I would call myself an entrepreneur and an aspiring philanthropist. I mean, I wish that I could give more. When I say philanthropist, I feel a little bit like, oh, you know, I guess it's not to the extent that I want it to be. So I would say still aspiring. And I think that really sums me up because not only do I love business and, and changing the world, I also believe in giving back. And yeah, apart from my, that, those two roles, I am also a mother of three kids and a happy wife.
1: Awesome. And you have your own business and outsourcing expert is the way that it says so on your, um, yeah,
0: yeah, sure. So basically entrepreneur, but if you deep dive down, I specialize in outsourcing. So where my strength is in helping companies to kind of get powerful remote workforce at, at a fraction of the price. So um, you know, it's really important how you can delegate and outsource. And I wouldn't call it even just outsourcing because I really believe in building a team that is dedicated and reliable with you. So although it sounds like it's outsourcing, um, it's really, for me, it's delegating. How do you delegate a lot of the tasks that you shouldn't be doing, growing a team so that you can rely on the team to, to help you grow your business. But yeah, definitely it's not just outsourcing task base, but really building that virtual team. And it comes in handy at this time, right? <laughs>
1: Yeah, it really does. And I was just going to ask you about that. So are you feeling any kind of like pains or repercussions from what's going on right now with the coronavirus? Yeah. For those that you're tuning in now and not like months from now, hopefully it's all over. We're right in the middle of it all. So how is that affecting you right now?
0: Yeah. So it's been a really interesting ride. Like a few weeks ago when it happened, actually when America was getting locked down and I was talking to people, I was still like, oh it's fine here, you know, like, cause there was no, no lockdown rules or anything. And so my business was kind of already set up to be um, remote. Everyone, we work, everyone of us is remote. I work from home. My staff is from home. All the VAs who work with clients are from home. And so, and we were already online and like, yeah, there was just, a, we didn't actually imagine that it was going to affect us, but of course that's a very gullible uh, outlook. <laughs> and, as, and as they, the more lockdown laws and the more um, strict the society became, that means that more businesses will affect our clients, then our clients don't have clients to, to service. And so then they are having to kind of um, looking for a better way to, um, you know, to grow their business. So we're having to really think, okay, well, instead of 40 hours a week of a VA, maybe you can do 20 hours, maybe you can do 10 hours, really depending on on the, um, what you can survive and afford right now. And then also even fixed price projects, which we don't normally do. We normally do dedicated staffing because we believe in that, but now it's really meeting where the business owners are at, which is flexible option to um, getting things done.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting because I think that out of all of this, the whole world is changing right now. And mm-hmm. I think what's going to happen is that your position really well moving yeah. forward. Because I think what's going to happen is a lot of people are, gonna, are realizing right now how productive you can be remotely. And I think the world yeah. is really going to shift to that direction and you're really well positioned for the whole change yeah
0: i hope so because it's been really difficult to get a lot of businesses to understand the concept of remote working and how you can be really productive without being next to that person or because they just didn't get it right and they were like yeah i like uh, it, it sounds cool but too hard to deal with it right now and then so now that they're forced to experience it like you know, all these softwares that we use, Zoom and Screencast and project management tool, those are the things that we, like, we were so excited about telling people, hey, look at this tool, but they weren't interested. And now they have to use it. So I really am excited to see how it all turns out. Exactly in my space, it's really about virtual assistant, virtual working. So I really hope that this will turn out great.
1: It will. And well, I think what's going to happen, I think that people are going to realize that, wait a second we got through this just fine. And actually we're just as productive, if not more. Mm-hmm. Why am I paying $10,000 a month or $50,000 a month for office space when we can all work virtually?
0: Exactly. You know? And then, I,
1: th- I guess the challenge is going to be finding productive people because you and I are high energy. We're self-motivated. Mm-hmm. We get stuff done. Not everybody is. So I think that's maybe what they're skeptical about. But I think that we're going to move into a, a space where, there's going to be a lot more of that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so the the thing about with my company is that we're actually just – an agency that helps freelancers uh, find jobs, right? So these freelancers are already in a way self-employed people who were um, treating their career as their own business. So they are their mindset is very different to an employee. They're like, you know, they would have normally had to go out there, hustle and get a client, work hard for their client to get to earn money. If they don't work, they don't earn. Um, but now all we're doing is just helping them find a client easier. Or if a client. Can't continue with them, we help them find another client. And so I explained to the uh, with our clients that our VAs are not those office employee VAs. They are self employed VAs. So their mindset is already like, I treasure my life. I want to be around my family and, and flexibility. So they already got that brave boldness in them, right? Then the second one is that this is the business. So they will do whatever it takes to treat their clients well because they know that if they don't work well, they're not going to get a client. And so quality uh, VAs is what we're good at. And plus when it's run by a leader who believes in um, positivity and quality and all that, then it's easier for me to lead by example, you know, or lead that company to that, to that way. Whereas um, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess you can see it by it from the leader.
1: And then you probably also only deal with like screened people that you know are proven to work hard
0: exactly doing a good job. yeah we're yeah. very big on our values like we, we we have our value around love and and if people are not showing their love through even when we're interviewing they're asking about money or they're like you know that kind of scarcity mindset and and not giving we can feel that and we wouldn't hire people just because they're talented we would not do that and likewise we also like to work with clients who value the same thing when they come to us, straight away, they see that we're a social enterprise, helping charity work and all that. And now if those who care will come. Those who go, I don't really care. I just want the cheapest VA won't work with us. So already we're building an environment where everyone wants to give each other love.
1: Yeah. And that's really awesome. So what were you working in this space before? Or did you just like, you, you were I like, I stumbled
0: I'm, across it. I just fell into like, it. This is the way the world's
1: going and I want to be there.
0: Yeah, so I really think that everything always happens for a reason and you really need to take that opportunity as it comes and you never know what will happen next. So for me, I just knew I wanted to start a business. I didn't know what I was going to start. And then I my friend gave me some nail polish bottles from his beauty company and I thought, "Oh, I'll turn this into a product and I'll I'll start an e-commerce store." I have no idea what I was doing. Then I started it because that was the only thing I could think of, and that was when I learned a lot about marketing, you know, how to build a website, not build, not how to build, how to get a website done for you. I don't know how to build anything. I don't know how to design anything. Um, but I just knew that I needed these things to make a business work. And then, so I learned all that because of that first business, but then I also learned how to outsource because like I said, I didn't know how to do it. I had to find first local people, then overseas people. And it was all just taking one step at a time through that business that I developed an outsourcing skill. And then next thing all right, what am I going to do? I don't like this business. I hate nail polish. And then I went out looking for another opportunity. And I remember starting a marketing agency around 2010. So just like two years after the GFC, whatever it was, I was never aware of what's around my surrounding. I was always looking at my current opportunity, like, okay, what can I do now? Then I, um, people asked me to do their website, SEO, et cetera, And I said, I actually didn't even know to make money yet. I was like, oh, go to or Upwork and find these people, cheap people. And they're like, I don't have time to do it. Can you do it for me? And I was like, oh, okay, fine. I'll do it for you then. And I charged, you know, I I added my project management fee and that became my first business, which was a marketing agent. First, when I say first, I meant first successful one, (laughs) the one that I would, I actually made money from. And then then next thing, when I realized that okay, how do I scale this model and make it even cheaper for clients? You know, then it became a recruitment service. So right now, it's more like we recruit you, the person, to work with you. So it's cheaper for you, easier for you to deal direct with them, but we vet the people. So everything just—you don't wake up one day and go, "I'm going to be an expert in this." You know, it's really a journey, a process. And I think that's why right now, the coronavirus, although my business is feeling like the the hit, the pain. I'm actually not feeling that bad compared to any other time in my life, because I've gone through so many of these challenges and, and then, but seeing that the opportunity outweighs it, that you're like, all right, what's next? You know? Yeah. Like it will be fine. you will be fine.
1: Yeah. I, I love your energy. I love talking with you <laughs> and it's inspiring. Like, but those challenges, those obstacles, right. And I, I actually have a chapter in my book of, about obstacles, you mm-hmm. know, and or problems, right? So when those things come up, there's different ways to view them. Is it really a problem? Like, we're kind of spoiled. Oh, yeah,
0: like, the whole
1: world is right now. Yeah. And I think that this coronavirus, and it's very sad and it's serious and it's mm-hmm. killing people. But I also think it was like God's way, whatever God is for you, yep. of slowing down. I yep. think the world got really big, really fast, a yeah. lot of changes, and we all got very entitled and were a little overwhelmed and everybody's kind of crazy stressed out unhealthy and full of fear so god whatever god is said whoa you guys we're gonna slow down and i think that's what's going on right now and before this you know there would be like a challenge or a problem and we're so used to everything going right all the time and like a little bump in the road happens and we're like oh my god everything's a mess now we have a problem yeah but is it a problem or is it just like a bump in the road
0: yeah perspective right right now where we wish for those little problems back
1: (laughs) right now that is awesome perspective i really love that i'm going to use that another time (laughs) but yeah it's like those obstacles sometimes i think like the way that i put it in my book it was like they're there to challenge us and to teach us something yeah so it's not always like oh the end of the world it's like all right what do i need to learn from this and how can i get better
0: yeah. Yeah. Like for me, what happened with my life is more that I actually constantly jump into problems <laughs> uh, on my own. Like I chose the problem. So um, as when I was young, I couldn't handle living with my parents because they were so strict and so hard. And I remember going, do I run away, which will give me that freedom? Or do I stay here and just suffer in their hands? Right as young as I was, I was brave enough to go for the unknown. So I ran away. And of course they try to find me and negotiate and said, when you come back, we're going to be better at to you. And all like, that. and then I come back and then of course, you know, they're a little bit better, but then they were still bad. And then I, it ended up pushing me. Um, there were so many moments where, so I ended up having a kid really young, uh, um, at 20 years old, I became a single mom. And then I, um, basically lived out of home and all that stuff. But all those things were my choice. I chose because I felt that it was better for me. I knew that I needed to fight for my freedom. I needed to be who I am. And I put myself through those challenges and I was able to overcome it because I had to, because I had no other choice. That just really gave me the strength and the resilience and the positivity right now. And so this whole pandemic and everyone has to suffer, it's really okay for me. However, for most people, We've chosen to be comfortable all our life. Even if the right thing we knew we were supposed to do, we couldn't do it because we're too comfortable. We might not like this person in the relationship, but we stay because it's comfortable. We might not like this job, but we stay because it's comfortable. And then because we have never built our personality and our character and who we are, we will really suffer when we have to deal with the real problem, right? I guess the lesson from all this is, don't wait for a big problem to hit you because you won't have the tools and the, the, the resilience to handle it why not you know uh, practice along the way of following your heart making big decisions that are hard and difficult and getting outside of your comfort zone because not only will you have a chance to succeed in something different and new you will also be a better person and become stronger so then when the real problem hits when you have no control over you're fine If you know we I mean. had
1: global pandemic.
0: Yeah. When you have no choice, like this is so out of control for everybody and you will just be able to face it so strongly because you have become a strong person. And so like we always hear the kind of quote around, you know, um, outside of your comfort zone and and success is outside of that, but no one dares to do it. And there was that kind of black sheep in me that would always do that because I I didn't want to live a life following someone else's rules or, or, or ideal about life. So I did that, I guess, and it was easy for me to do it because it was my value. But I'm glad I can see the whole picture now. I can see, oh, now that's built me into a strong person so then I could deal with the coronavirus.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know what else is after talking to you for just a short time, Mm -hmm. but also following you on social media and stuff, it's like you're very strong, okay? Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of people – well, I have a couple thoughts here. And one of them is, it's a quote that we've all heard, well, a lot of us have heard. And it says, the difference between successful people and not successful people is successful people didn't quit when times got hard. Mm-hmm. Because times are hard for everybody. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. So it's like, what do you do when you get presented with these challenges? And yeah. most people quit. Yes. And they go back to that comfort. And then yes. they're constantly left wishing that I didn't do that or that I took that extra leap and I, or that I tried to get through it. But it's hard. The, yeah. the other side of that is I think that not everybody is built to do what you're doing. The people we're talking to, you and I, because we talk to the same people. And those people are the ones that want to be this big success. And they want the yacht and the Ferrari and all the things that come with that but don't know how to get there yeah. or they're not sure if it's for them or whatever it is, but there are those people, that's who we're talking to. But there are some people that are happy being workers that, that they're really good employees. They, they want that security, the paycheck, the benefits, and then they need that comfort. Some yeah. people want that, but we're yeah. talking about ones that are in that and they know that there's something bigger.
0: Yeah. And you know and what? You're, I, you're yeah, I actually, example. yeah, I actually think that, we all were born with so much potential and we were all um, go-getters, right? We're all determined to walk. We're all determined to talk. We're all determined to ask for toys and food that we want from our parents because we were born that way. But over the years, we start to limit ourselves from the experience that we've grown up with our parents, the the thoughts we tell ourselves, and we started to grow differently. So by the time we get to our age, there are the people that – are still go-getters. And there are people that are just, no, I can't, I, I don't want that for me. I don't think that I don't want it. They just are settling. I feel like they've settled that it's like, well, I don't want to go for success because it's going to take too much responsibility because all these, because there's a, if they really want it enough, they can make it work. But I just think that if you really want to, you just have to reverse and do a lot of work with yourself. So that means sure. like, for me, I wasn't born confident. I promise you. I was actually just, so shy so uh, as a kid i would because uh, i was from vietnam and the teachers would always tell my parents uh, when i was, when i just came to australia i was still like i didn't know english i did, i was really shy they were like you know your daughter is so quiet she doesn't put her hands up for anything and uh, and i was so angry at myself like oh. like i really want to but i don't know how not that i don't know how i just i'm too afraid and so i just started practicing practice being confident like putting my hand up doing whatever and i hate it you know, doing videos for the first time. That was scary. Everything I did was scary. scary, Yeah. Yeah. So I could tell you that no one is just all of a sudden like this brave person. It's a practice. It's a learned skill. But then even then, I also continuously do a lot of coaching um, on myself to figure out my, I guess, past um, growing up traumas and, and, and relationship with my parents and and just a lot of trouble, you know, the reason why I ran away and had a young, a kid young is because I was a troubled kid. I was troubled. And if I didn't fix that about myself, I wouldn't be where I am now. You know, I wouldn't be that confident. So there's a lot of work that, been, get, that you need to work on, but everyone can do it. I also don't believe that people don't want success or don't want, they just don't want the hard work that comes with it.
1: Yeah, yeah. and I, I yeah. will agree with you there. You are absolutely right. But you know what's interesting? And I don't know if you... Um, if you saw the, the book that I wrote, it's called The Funky Wisdom, A Practical Guide to Life. So my past is that, that actually, what's today? Oh, in about a week on April 8th, I'll be yep. sober 17 years. Wow.
0: So, that's amazing. Is that like without drinking one
1: drop of alcohol? That's right. No, oh my I, God.
0: I, that is amazing because I have... I I couldn't do do that. I thought I could do that. And I kind of quit for six months. And now I'm like, you know, I guess casual drinking. And for you to do that, I'm amazed.
1: Yeah. Well, to be, see where I came from, I'll send you a picture afterwards to show yeah. you the transformation, but it's amazing. But, but you know, the reason, um, and we could talk about that forever, or maybe yeah. we'll have to do this again sometime. Yeah. But what you said was really important. You know, it's like going back into your past and looking at, all oh, my parents or my problems or my, um, my insecurities, my fears, all those things. That's called self-reflection. It's yeah. about going back and looking at who you are, your failures or success, whatever it is, or what's holding you back. Most people aren't willing to do that.
0: Yeah. Most
1: people aren't. They don't want it. It's scary. Yeah, it's scary up them, watching and-
0: themselves, but I love watching myself. <laughs> it's like...
1: Yeah, well, you're awesome.
0: Yeah, I I just feel like, but it's you. You live with yourself. You you are you. Like, don't you want to learn everything about yourself? That's what I don't understand. And people are afraid to see themselves. But it's you. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's why they drink or eat, overeat mm. or smoke pot or whatever it is. Whatever it is that you do to excess. Now, I also think that the problem isn't always the alcohol or the food or anything. It's it's excess, right? Yes. So it's like there's nothing wrong with drinking. Like, yeah. Like, Amy drinks. She, like, she'll have a glass of wine or, like, a bottle of wine. Yeah. But and then she'll stop, but not yep. have to. Like, I didn't have that choice. But she's more comfortable with herself. Yeah. And she, she's able to look at herself and use the alcohol as, like, an escape. Like, oh, yes. I got off of work. I'm going to have a drink. Yeah. For me, it was... I'm going to drink instead of work. Yeah. Enough. Yeah. And instead of becoming a better person. But, you know, the reason most people fail in sobriety or getting better is because, well, it's hard. Yeah. And nobody, nobody wants to look at themselves. Like yeah. the reason they did that harmful behavior is it goes way back. Like there's something yeah. inside, there's a problem that's deeper. The alcohol was just like part of the problem. It was like a yeah. band to cover up the real problem.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the first thing is people don't even know they have a problem. It's like, they don't even admit they have a problem yet. And I mean, that's like the first thing that you need to do. And so you have people that, you know, repeatedly do an action, but still think, oh, but I'm fine. But hang on, how can that be fine if you're drinking every day or you're getting drunk or, or you're not really moving on, you know, you're not succeeding or progressing in life. And yeah. if they don't stop to correlate between that their action and what and what's stopping them then they can't even yeah they haven't they can't even yeah exactly
1: yeah yeah and what you said is important like you can't you have to admit something's wrong you can't solve a problem that you don't admit exists and once you do then there's this weight lifted off and now i can go do something about it and you know like we're talking about alcohol, but it can be I'm not happy where I am in my profession, in my job. Yeah. That's what we're kind of, we were on. I didn't mean to shift it too much in that direction. But, yeah, you know, if, if you're only making $300 a week and you want to make $10,000 a week, then you have to do something different. If you yeah. don't do something different, it's never going to change. Yeah. But hard. People are afraid of doing that because then they have to start over. They have to learn something new, and people are comfortable.
0: Yeah, there's a saying I think from Jim Rohn. Jim Rohn. He says it's just as easy to do something and as easy as not to do something. So like it's yeah. easy to drink, but it's all it's easy not to drink, but it's also easy to drink. You know, like the it's a, it's same thing. It's very easy. And um, I was gonna say, but the beauty of quitting any habit is that once you can quit one habit you can just apply the same method to other habits and it actually becomes oh, very.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: but it also becomes very addictive to improving yourself like i love pushing myself like once i get better at something i'm like oh what else can i get better at what else i get better at and it becomes really fun right it's not actually a sacrifice anymore you know when you're younger you have to quit this quit that you think it's a sacrifice but now you actually see it as like a fun achievement to be able to do certain things. Like I'm so proud I wake up at four AM and I'm like, yay. Whereas people are like, why would you do that to yourself? Either? But no, it's wonderful. So you wake up at four as well?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh there yeah, I'm up early and then I drink some uh, tea and then I go exercise and meditate. I start my day like and to, and I work towards the things that I want to get done. Awesome. I look at where I want to go and what it's going to take to get there. Yeah. And sleeping until 10 o'clock. I mean, some people could do that, I think. I, not there, It's not a one-size-fits-all thing. Yeah. Everybody's different. For me, it's like – well, especially me in my old days, I – Wasted a lot of day, a lot of mornings, and I don't mm. like to miss any mornings anymore.
0: Same, same. I, I like. Who, I think we're very similar. From what I can tell, is that we are who we are now because we hated how we were before. It was so such an opposite, right? right?
1: <laughs> I wish I. Could, uh, I'm giving you. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, we were like nothing like we are now. So that means it's so achievable for everybody right like it wasn't like we were born from a very goody goody household and and when everyone was good and we were good we were just yeah we were bad and now we yeah. change and that means anyone could change yeah
1: yeah and that's the message i think that's coming out of this talk right now is like if we could do it anybody can mm-hmm you know, I mean, for those people that are stuck because they don't think they're smart enough or don't have enough money or they're not in good enough shape or whatever their excuse is. And those are just excuses, right? Yeah. There's a way to do everything for everybody, I think, especially now. Like people complain a lot, but there's no better time to be alive in the history of the world. Yeah. Look, look what we're doing. We are on the opposite sides of the world and intelligent conversation about yeah. similar businesses yeah and about life. and we're yeah. all we're all on the same page we're yeah. all i love you know and people we're not we're not black or or vietnamese or chinese or white or whatever we're humans yes and we're all we're all in this together yeah. no matter where we are or what we look like and we all have we have the same problems and fears and thoughts and it's like there's a way to get through all of them
0: Yes, yes, yes. I mean, I see it's exactly like you. I see everyone as human beings. So when people say, if you give a job to a VA in the Philippines, does that mean it's less jobs here? And and why is it? Why are you helping the Philippines and not Vietnamese? Because you're Vietnamese. And so it's really like, hang on, no, no, no. It's where people, whether I can help Filipino and not Vietnamese, well, I would love to help Vietnamese people later on. But right now, it's not like I'm only choosing the Philippines. It's just for business sense, um, that's the people that know how to do the work, um, and you know uh, the fact that uh, you can get it done cheaper overseas. That means that the people locally should be doing something more higher. Like if they can add more value to the their employer or or their business by doing a higher um, return on investment tasks, that means you're going to grow your business, and that means you're going to free up all those little things for. So it's win-win for everybody. No one's losing. We shouldn't be biased and that I only want to help my family and my Vietnamese people because that's my race. We are, yeah, we have to, and I think the coronavirus has really stripped away our titles. Like we no longer, it doesn't matter if you're a celebrity. It doesn't matter if you're anybody. You are on the same level playing field right now. You're at home and all you have is your computer and internet <laughs> and, um, it doesn't matter if you have a private jet or uh, an expensive car because you can't drive anywhere anyway. No one wants to look at you because everyone's at home, right? doesn't matter anything. So we have actually got a chance to experience, I guess, being born again or, or about to die in a sense that it's stripped away all of our titles and all of our entitlements and, and all, yeah, everything. It doesn't matter. We're not Vietnamese. We're not anything. We're just a person now enjoying our yeah. time. So. Yeah, and hopefully when
1: this blows over and it's going to I don't know if it's going to be next month or next year but it's going to pass we're going to get through it yes so when we do we need to remember this time yes how you know it's like this eerie feeling because you know we'll go outside for walks go walk a few miles and you see people and there's like this weird like heaviness so tell me what inspires you what inspired you to, whether it's uh, to start your business or just to be where you are right now? Is yeah. there something specific besides, you know, I know there was like your, your upbringing and your awakening and all that stuff, but was there something like, what inspires you to keep going?
0: Yeah. I've always felt the need to help this world. I don't know, like since young, I just felt like uh, maybe God's just given me this purpose very young that I had to help the world. Um, and so that's why my vision was always bigger than um, was big. So hence, like whether getting a job, I just felt like it wasn't fitting in with my vision, right? Like if I had a job and I was just earning enough income, I couldn't help the world and I couldn't help my family. And so I had to start a business because that was a platform that I could actually make more money for that. And then um, this year I decided to be an actor. Now that was also something Ooh. <laughs> because the more video content and confidence I got, the more I was comfortable being, you know, the face and, and whatever else. But then um, the idea of being an actor just ignited me because I was like, oh my God, that will fit in my vision of inspiring and helping the world because, you know, my message will get further, right? Once uh, I become an actor and people recognize me, that means that whatever message of kindness and love I want to do, it will just fit in right there. And so... I am driven by helping the world. And I really think that I have pushed myself outside of my comfort zone just because I'm inspired by others rather than just my own, I guess, looking after myself and my family because I would have I not needed to do what I've done. So yeah, inspiring the world.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. And tell me one more thing is like, what is something about you that people misunderstand? What's something that people misunderstand about you? Do you know that?
0: Very challenging question. There I go. I think that people might think that I am like, I could be strong and like, actually, no, let me rephrase it. Actually, that's happened in business before and in many places is that I'm very kind. And I am loving and I would always give, give at the beginning and, and always give people the benefit of the doubt. But sometimes people think kindness as weakness or they think that, oh, she's, I guess they can try to step all over you or they could uh, do something dodgy and, and not right. And then all of a sudden I'm like complete turn and I, I put, them in, put them in their place and kind of go into this mode of, don't mess with me, you know, like, but in, in, in a professional way. And I
1: think, yeah, I wouldn't mess with
0: you. <laughs> so, yeah, so they, I guess they misunderstand because I, because I actually was, when I was younger, I was a bit more rough and I was on the street and street white, you know, that kind of thing. And then, you know, like I said, I've now changed into the opposite person. And so in business, and when you're around me, I'm always talking about love and kindness and God and all that. But yeah, the, some people will still try to bully and try to do wrong by you. And then I kind of, boom and I'm like yeah don't mistake kindness for weakness yeah
1: that's right yeah that's the popular saying so this has been awesome and I'm so grateful that you took the time to come to my little show and spend time with me and have this great talk and hopefully we could do it again sometime
0: yeah thank Um, you so much yep
1: yeah so tell people how can how they can reach you
0: yeah so find me on LinkedIn, um, Lynn Panetti, and I'm always doing content there. And that's where we met as well. Uh, but if you really Google my, me up, I'm on YouTube and you can find my website, Outsourcing Angel, to learn more about what we do and the uh, philanthropy work that we do. And um, yeah, I look forward to chatting with you again. It's been really fun. And I think uh, the, whoever you become, you attract more like you. And so it's really proven that you know the people that are, are wanting to talk to me are the people that similar to me and so I, I think um the message we got here to, for people is really just get out there and and you know be a great person become a good person then you're gonna attract more like-minded good people like yourself
1: yeah i really appreciate that what what an honor it is to have you on and uh and we'll do it again so thanks everybody thanks for tuning in to the funky brain podcast with lynn podetti and dennis berry and Have a great day today. We'll talk to you soon.
0: Bye. See ya.